You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Four hundred and twenty-three of the quarantine. If you're familiar with I Know It's Today from the musical Shrek, you would know that that's how long Fiona was stuck in her tower. And that means that this podcast is for you. Here's the thing. we If we're still in this quarantine and we're still dick deep in self-isolation, <laughs> thanks for spending this time with me. If we're out, you could be doing so many other things. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Today we have Felicia Fitzpatrick, who is a hard get, but I got her. She is the Playbill social media manager. She hosts her own freaking podcast called Call and Response, which is like the intersectionality of blackness and theater, and it is beautiful, and you should subscribe right now because it's available on all platforms. She is, I feel like I see her more than my family at this point. I see her in every audience. I see her beautiful, natural, flowy, curl, fro in any theater that I'm in at all times. I can spot her in a group of people. I'm just going to shut up. Because I just want you to hear what we talk about. Okay, thank you so much. Here she is, Felicia Fitzpatrick. Today we have Felicia here, whom I've already talked about extensively. Honored. I'm just reading your resume. Do you have a you have a website? Do you have a thing? Okay, well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna regurgitate exactly what's on there so that no one goes okay. to your website. I'm just kidding. Give me those plagues. Go to the website. Link in bio. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Besides my like impending migraine, and that's making me sip Pedialyte. I'm great. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I just like that you got the biggest bottle. You guys can't see it. It's this was one size only at Dwayne Reed. It was like this or bust. But I like went to the gym, and that like made the migraine go away a little bit. And then I was like, I need to do my electrolytes here, so it doesn't like kick wow. back. I don't know. I've been experimenting. I don't know if any of it works. I've been experimenting. Um. <laughs> Period. A mood. A mood. A 2019. 20 by teen. You 20, know what I mean? 20 by teen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hear it. Tell me on a Sunday. <laughs> We're going to explore all the things. But we encourage people to tell their stories. And I feel like Felicia, being the ripe young age of how? 
27. 27? We're the same age. Wow. I'm going to be 28 in a month. Soul sister. Oh, you're older than me. Okay. Oh. Okay. But still. <laughs> but still, right but now we're the still, same age. But still, you know, I should not have revealed because my resume does not say that. Oh, I, I will mean, be editing this. I'm, okay, bye. <laughs> the end. Thank you so much for coming. I need the work. I could just be another 40-something getting high school roles. Yeah, I say 40 now because it used to be 36, but we have raised that bar. You're like uh, Sutton Foster and younger. You know what I mean? Like you could pretend you're, you could be saying Teresa, it was already a ruse. Do you have a good Sutton Foster story? No. Have you met her yet? No. She's actually... No, I haven't. Because she hasn't been on Broadway since yeah. I started working at Playbill. And subtle plug. Because you work... Because <laughs> I work at Playbill. At Playbill on all social media platforms if you want to go ahead and give it a follow. Um, no, and I didn't see her in Anything Goes because I did I did see it, but I saw it with um, Stephanie, Stephanie J. Block. Block. Which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Damon saw her, and he he's just infatuated, so then when he got to, like, work with her, it was like... Like, of all the people, you know, you got Josh Renner, you got Rosie Perez, but he was like, Stephanie J. Block is on the show. Hey, yo. <laughs> Shout out. But she's, a, she's, a, she's just a monster. She's so good. I know. It's rude. It's... It's inconsiderate. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. You know, it's just like, stop. It's like, talented. we have all these, like, do you ever get in fights with people about who's the best alphaba? You know, I mean, we get in, like, discussions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm very open to everyone having their own experience because <laughs> there was a long time where I was, like, very hardcore a fan of the... Broadway revival cast album version of um, a chorus line, and I oh. love Charlotte Dambois. 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 I never is it is Dambois, not Dambois, right? Anyway, and my friend was it like Donna McKechnie or Bus, which I get now. <gasps> yeah, now you understand. But like at the time, I was like, why can't we all just love what we want? So I just like maintain that mm-hmm. ideology with Alpha Buzz. Oh, fair enough. Do you know? That's really diplomatic of you. Do you understand that you did not offend anyone in that moment? <laughs> you understand? I am a Hufflepuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> you so are. So very fair and just. No, I mean, but also the other thing is too, it's like, if you think about all of those iconic roles, which I don't even know I'm going on this tangent, but no, like can't. with Gypsy, like people just have emotional attachments to certain actors yeah. or like maybe they were the first one that you know whatever it is something like it's I usually the judge. first one you saw or yeah. it's the one you listen to in high school exactly that, that's yeah, yeah. how that's lauren yeah. michael's theory about saturday night live is whatever cast was oh. on when you were in high school is usually your favorite cast <gasps> i believe that isn't it see that's yeah. a good theory and i think that you could translate it for musical theater because 100%. that's when you're totally forming your like oh my god this person like they get me like their voice got me and it's like mm-hmm. nobody gets you <laughs> <laughs> no one gets you that's true though. you don't get you well not in high school yeah no. not anymore but we could play high school no we, we could we could even though we're 36 Beware. <laughs> <laughs> broadway or off hi cat robin says hi you guys haven't met her uh, you probably have if you look at anything i ever do um so tell me a story tell me a little story about how we met Okay, I love it. Um, <laughs> yes. Actually, you know, so we officially met through, ugh, I hate to give him a name drop, but Mark Pikert. I'm so annoyed that we have to bring him up, but he was crucial. Because he met you at the Rise premiere party, didn't he? Yes, yes. yes and yes. then he came back to me with a glass of wine in hand and was like, Felicia, 
I just met this girl and you're gonna be obsessed with her and I was like I don't know and then he was right and then I was annoyed it's like when your mom's right about something you're like damn it yeah Mo- but you would best. never but you would never tell her no, no we so are this we have to cut this out Mark yeah. can't hear um he's not gonna listen to this actually he's probably not I think he has me muted on Instagram my god Mark please confirm um anyways but I feel like when we actually met was when you came for Instagram live yes it was a live a live sorry Instagram Instagram live live. um and you were so funny and I was very intimidated Mm. because you were so funny but like in a a supportive way I was like good for her for being funny oh good good for her her. she's She's under five foot good for her uh I'm just a narcissistic bitch that's why I wanted to um just indulge myself and see how we met uh, but you do uh, play Bill Live every week. You're the official host. Me and Mark. You you don't you don't understand. I have seen. I had seen prior to that day. You at a plethora of events, like <gasps> hundreds of thousands, like like so many on the streets. And I was so intimidated by you oh because God. not because of anything you did. It's my own bullshit that I would be like. She's just so cool. Oh my god, stop. Like I thought you were so cool. Stop. Because and then I learned who you really were and then I was like, <laughs> I mean, like there's nothing to be intimidated about. <laughs> no, but it was so cool because I was like, oh cool. I'm glad that you are the way you are. It was really nice, is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's it's funny that you say that though, because I met Damon at Broadway Con twenty sixteen, the, the first. inaugural. The inaugural. Yes, he's an opening number. Yeah, exactly. And anytime I see a biracial kid, I'm like, who's that? I'm like, we should be friends. But she had light eyes. I was like, let's really be friends. For um, the one listener, Mark Piker, uh, Felicia is <laughs> Felicia is biracial. Continue. <laughs> he's so loyal. Do you know what I mean? He just yeah. follows all the projects we do. Um, anyway, so when we met, I don't know, we had we I, we were chatting, and I think he'd been in Aladdin at that time or something. Oh yeah, you're on it. Mm-hmm. And it was the blizzard, also. By the way, it was the blizzard. It yes. was oh my eyes. The it was my like eyes. an out of control slumber party. Okay, with Broadway fans. Yeah, which was kind of amazing, an epic way to kick it off. But um, but he, at some point he had mentioned his fiance, and I'm like, I don't know who she is, but she sounds delightful because whatever he said about you. So I knew who you were before I met you. That's so nice. Not wild. Yeah. If so. we if we could just look down on Earth and see all the times our paths crossed. That would be crazy, though. I think we could do that for a lot of people in our lives. Like, my friend has a theory that, like, we could just... And then as we end our lives... As we end our Dark, lives... But here we as, go. as our lives end, we can look down and be like, nah, man, I could have met that person all these times. Which is probably the truth for us because of the worlds. So true. The worlds we live in. So, so, true. so nice. Um, you are another Southern Belle. Uh, <laughs> I have dressed up as a Southern Belle for Halloween before, I should say. Truly? Yeah. Like was, a hoop skirt? Yeah. It was lilac. Lavender. You're. I feel like you really rock purple. Uh, it is my favorite color. Okay. Well, confirmed. So confirmed. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Um, but wow. yes, yeah, Southern Belle. Southern Belle. I guess I've never really claimed that identity, but I like it. It's hard because it's always put with a lot of negative connotations with other things, which mm-hmm. rightfully so. But <laughs> But at the same time, it's kind of like this beautiful, like little pride thing that we can have. Yeah, and I think the other reason, like, I don't necessarily claim it, is because. Like, I was born in Texas. Right. My, my mom's from Texas. My dad's from Florida. Like, my family is from the South. Mm-hmm. But I was technically raised on the West Coast. Oh, where? Uh, San, San Jose, California, and Portland, Oregon. Oh. Mostly, a little suburb of Portland, Oregon that's actually in Washington State called Vancouver. But I would say Vancouver, and people are like, you're Canadian? I'm like, no. No. So, 
them. They don't know anything. You know, I say like y'all, but I don't necessarily have like a southern accent. And like, I like biscuits and gravy, but you know, there's just like certain nuances that I feel like I didn't get because I didn't grow up in the South. Mm. Or like, like raised. How you, how you think a Southern person is raised. You're like, I didn't have that. Yeah. But still like with my, I guess my mom has all of those Southern sensibilities. So she still instilled them Mm -hmm. in me, even though we were, I actually remember one time in California, I played soccer for like a week. It was a very long week. <laughs> I tried week. to picture that. And I don't know. I know. I wanted to do it because of the uniform. Like I thought the little uniforms and the shin guards were so cute. Because it's a costume. We're it's trying costume. to get to the real exactly. root of it. I loved my prop work with the soccer ball. Get your head in the game. But <laughs> like exactly. And the, well, the reason I stopped soccer was because I shared the ball with the other team. Like we were taught in kindergarten, to be clear. But that was not what we were supposed to do in soccer. Anyway, um, after, like, the one soccer game that I played, I remember we were leaving the, like, field or whatever, and this lady asked me something, and I was like, yeah, and my mom was like, yes, ma'am, and she was like, this is California, you don't have to say that, and my mom was like, she's my daughter, yes, she does, and it was just, like, this whole thing, so there were moments like that. Also, they don't have manners in California. Confirmed, no. Okay. (laughs) Like, but, but yeah, so, I mean, she, she definitely taught me those things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what state we were in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. That's always funny to me. Like when I was babysitting, um, when I started, when I first moved here, when I was babysitting, there was a parent, um, and they, I, I was trying to get the kid to be like, say thank you for your pizza slice, and he goes, nah. And then his mom was like, yeah, I'd rather like he's he's already, not, and I'm like, say please and thank you. Like, right. It was just weird to me that yeah. they didn't want. Like, it's not, like, a weird Southern thing. To me, it's just, like, common courtesy, question mark. So, yeah, I know. It's it's just really, it's funny. And that's nice that she did that for you. Shout out to Mama Fitz. Mama Fitz. Who's a huge fan of yours. Who is listening, hopefully, as well. Uh, She actually should probably (laughs) listen to this one. She'll be like, unless (laughs) Felicia's like, this is not call and response. I don't know why I've downloaded this. Honestly, no. She, like, she does listen to call and response, but it'll be, like, six months after the fact. No shade, no tea, Mom, but, um, She'll get to it when she gets to it. She's She's a busy woman. She is a busy lady. She is. My mom will immediately listen or, or watch the thing that I put out but then she'll like I won't she won't be like hey I watched it it'll be like mm, you picked the wrong shirt like it'll be <laughs> she's like, like immediate feedback you're like you know no 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 yeah so oh uh, so yeah that's Margaret um but anyway so tell me so tell me how you got here to New York well it was by way of Texas funnily enough okay. um I just like made my way back east um you always have to go home I know so I let's see Grew up dancing, right? Wow, okay. And wanted to dance with Alvin Ailey. Wow. Yeah, and... As you should. <laughs> what a great... Yes. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, took ballet, right? Everyone's like, you have to take ballet if you want to be a professional dancer. I was like, it seems very boring, but fine. And so <laughs> I took it and started to like it. Mm-hmm. And then I went through puberty and like grew boobs and thighs and a butt. And they were like, and they're like, I'm not made for this. Yeah. And no, I get it. And no, people I get it. told me that. They were like, yeah, you're not going to be successful, essentially. And anyway, so all of this to say, I quit ballet and started doing dance team at my high school. And then I was like, oh, 
actually, then my elementary school dance teacher passed away. And I was like, you know what? She's the one who introduced me to Alvin Ailey. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I am going to, even though I haven't taken ballet in like three years, I'm going to audition for NYU Tisch. Damn. And it's going to be a movie montage. And it's going to be all in her honor. It's, and then like when I accept my Tony Award, it'll be for her. It's the opening episode of Pose. Like, but it's you. Truly, like truly <laughs> me. Um, like with a little bit of smash. I don't know. It just feels oh, like well. all very moving to New York, Karen Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm Team Ivy, even though I love Catherine McPhee. Okay, so anyway, that was so much. I'm overwhelmed. This is Pedialyte. You have to. Um, so no, so I, I came to audition for NYU, and I didn't get accepted. I got rejected, is a better way of saying it. And no, but it's, that's a harsh word to give it. I get it, though. It, it was, because you know what I mean? Like, yeah. during a dance audition, it's, it very much is like, a, it, you are being cut like you're pushed out of the way it's which was horrifying just so everyone rejection. knows it is horrifying to dance in new york it is anyone that does it wow it so is it's so intimidating and so i cried a lot mm. and then i had applied to university of texas and my mom and i went to go visit and i was like i'm not gonna like it i was deciding between that and northwestern we got there yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. And there was just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I've tried to articulate it before, but there was just something about the energy that I was like, oh, I can, I just felt so at home there. And so there I went. And I actually was accepted as a math major, which always just feels weird because I hate to do the tip at dinner now, but like, I did <laughs> like math at one point. Like, I wow. did enjoy it. Like, calculus, what? Um, so that first year sorry this is such a long story is that okay yes this is what this is for this is literally what this is for okay but we will get back to new york we need to know all the facts well it's it's i don't care if we get back to new york i'm listening okay okay (laughs) it's like it's because it's all connected yeah 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 anyway so we get there like full-time math major we have the orientation and they're like "Uh, normally this is when we would have the social mixer but you're natural science kid so we're gonna skip it and I was like, help, help me. This is not my group. These are not my people. <laughs> I need to socialize. So yes. I immediately transferred into the liberal arts program um, to do African-American studies. Wow. Yeah. And it was, they, I mean, I, oh, that community was so amazing. They had like a black studies center and a lot of them, like a lot of the professors, a lot of the students overlapped with theater and dance, which was amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was during that year, cause I was out of state, like no mm-hmm. one from my high school went there. Oh. You know, everyone had come from these little pockets of random towns in Texas and, like, you know, whatever, had their whole groups already. Um, So I felt very, very lonely that first year. And Mm. I was just reading, I keep journals, so I was reading about it actually the other day. But my first year there, and I was just so, I even knew it at the time. I was like, I'm really lonely. I'm really sad. I feel like I don't have any friends here. And so I started finding different writing opportunities. I don't know why that's where my mind went, but... Um, well, because you're so... You have you are just a very expressive person. And you're like, if so I'm not going to get to express it to another person, I can get it out. That's beautiful. Well, like, you, you're yeah. like, I've got to physically do it. And that's yeah. probably how it surfaced. Yeah, yeah. I feel... I love that, actually. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I did that first year was finding those opportunities and hanging out at the Black Studies Center and then I met Elizabeth Allensworth, and she was a girl in my dorm, and she loved New York City as much as I did, and she loved Sex in the City. So we would like watch that on the weekends and eat our leftover Chewies, Tex-Mex. Oh, sounds oh, so good. Chewies, right now. oh my right? gosh, yes, so yes. good. But okay, so who are you in that vernacular of Sex in the City? 
Oh, I know. Gosh, I should be better prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> I, you knew you were a Hufflepuff, so I have to know which one oh, you are. I mean, that's <laughs> hardcore Hufflepuff. Um, I think I'm a Miranda okay. mixed with a Carrie. Okay. It depends on your girl group, doesn't it? It depends on your friend group at the time. It does. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I would say I'm a Miranda with like a Carrie rising, I think. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The moon. Because, <laughs> because she, like, Miranda's, like, I'm always like, oh, you don't need no man. Just like build your empire and work hard. So that right. feels very Miranda. But right. I do like Carrie's writing and like taking every experience making it a writing thing because I guess I'm expressive you there know? you go um, okay so you and her are like really enjoying that world New York yeah yeah mm-hmm. right and so so I I remember we were in her dorm room and I don't even know how we started talking about it but like we started talking about Twitter and social media and I don't even know I guess Instagram was around at the time but we were just talking about like social media and I made my first Tumblr that night and my first Twitter. I know, shout out to Tumblr. Rip. Shout out to Tumblr. Um, and we just like ha- we just made these plans about how we wanted to move to New York and she wanted to do fashion and I wanted to do performing arts stuff. And so I guess all of these different like forces combined, I was like, I really, I, I had felt bitter. It felt like a breakup with New York when I got rejected from NYU. But at mm-hmm. this point I was like, you know what? I want to go back. Like, I love it. I loved the energy I felt when I was there. I want to go back no, in, under any circumstances. So, um, I, I applied to the theater and dance department, transferred into there, and at the same time was pursuing social media and writing stuff. So, I think I went back and forth of, mm-hmm. like, I have to dedicate my life to one. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was my sophomore year I was like I want to go work at 17 because this was like Carrie Diaries was happening oh no no I'm familiar exactly with I know where this is headed I know what you're talking about the Teen Vogue era of like yes and so and like and I was obsessed with the movie Devil Wears Prada Gossip Girl was very big like it was just so New York and we all thought we were going to have pencil skirts Tiny like Fendi briefcases. Yes. In Manhattan. Lasers. Yeah, yeah. Internships immediately. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I if we had bold type back then, I would have been like out of my like. It's it's. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'm gonna intern at Seventeen Magazine, and I applied, and I didn't hear anything back. And then we had like a school trip up there for spring break, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tweet at them and like email them and stalk them essentially so I can like have a an office visit and so I think someone had emailed me back and they're like call me when you get up there I called them and they're like we can't today we're busy but call back tomorrow and I had my pink blade as a hot pink blazer and I had like some regular black briefcase and I had no iPhone I had a Samsung Gravity 3 so there was no internet access so I had my laptop with me in case they emailed me all right and have to have that. I remember calling her from like a Starbucks or something and she didn't answer. So I was just like, maybe if I go over just to Hearst go. and sit in the lobby and I'll check my email on my laptop, maybe she'll respond. I sat there for like 30 minutes and she didn't. And then I was like, I'll go walk around Central Park. Well, because that's what you would do if this were a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. And she will call me back and it'll be great. Yeah. Yes. Clearly, I think my whole life's a movie. Um, <laughs> she never called me back. Cut to. Um... So sad. I just remember being so sad that day. But anyway, rejected again and did not get the internship. So then I went home, 
to Austin and I was like, I'm still going to get an internship in New York and I'm going to love it. So I applied to do something.org, mm-hmm. which is a non-for-profit that yes. does social cause campaigns with young people. And they were looking for a social media intern. And it was like, your cover letter has to be 180 Or wait, what was the... Did it used to be 140 characters for Twitter? Maybe. 180. It's, it's all different now. It doesn't matter. But whatever it was at the time, I think 140. Yeah. Um, your yeah. cover letter has to be 140 characters. And I was like, what? So then I was like, I'm going to make a video. Because then I can make the link, the, a character count. That's amazing. And You're like, a go-getter. <laughs> um, so I dressed up like Janet Jackson. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah, during Nasty Boys era, and I was like, no, my first name ain't Baby. It's Felicia. I'm a social media intern. If you're nasty, because it just, I don't, it just felt right. Okay, it just felt right. And then I did the whole video explaining stuff, and that was the tweet. It was like, no, my first name ain't Baby. It's Felicia. I'm a social media intern. If you're nasty, see why here in the link. And I got it. Wow. Shout out to Janet. Do something. Do something. So yeah, so then I came up here for the summer 2012, Mm -hmm. and that's basically how I got up here, because that summer changed my life in so many different ways, uh, that I ended up coming back the next summer for an internship, and then when I graduated, they offered me a job. And at that Mm -hmm. point, I had to decide if I wanted to pursue performance Mm full-time, or do this editorial social media thing, and I chose the editorial route, because, or social media, I guess I should say, because... I hate rejection. I'm like, my God, that's half of what performing is, you know? Yes, like yes. auditioning and hearing no, and I'm so bad at that. Isn't it? And you know what? Everyone that enters into that world, I'm going to say everyone, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone right yes. now, hates that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's funny that we all put ourselves in these positions of like, I really hope I get it, and I think I'm going to get it, and then I, oh, I didn't get it? Nah. Like, what? know anybody that's like yeah it's no big deal and I'm like it is a big deal (laughs) so you know it's very hard so you're right it's I mean it's not you did not by any means pick a safety or like you know but you definitely picked something that you knew you had the satisfaction of I know that I'm gonna kill that and like that's comforting yeah, and I, and I and using the expressive thing earlier really hit. Like I feel like mm. it was just another form of storytelling for yeah. me. So that tracks of like why I was I was like you know what? I can still do this and feel excited about it. Yeah, like I do with dance or theater. So and you're so tied to it. Did you do it in high school? What did you do theater? No, I know. I just did dance. I just did dance growing up. I was only I was in Fiddler on the Roof in fifth grade. She My name was Anya. It's probably like not appropriate. Considering I'm not Jewish, um, but it, but that I loved Fiddler on the Roof and I loved that experience so much that I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I think growing up on Disney movies and stuff, I've always loved musical theater, but that right. was the only thing I really did. Like the rest was dance mm-hmm. until I got to college. I started doing more musical theater stuff. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. We didn't have a theater department at my high school either. So did you when you moved up here? You get the internship. Did you just have, like, was it absolutely mortifying the whole apartment experience? Because that to me, <laughs> see, you guys can't see your face. She literally just cocked her head back and, <laughs> and like died. Um, yeah. So for, for the internship, like I oh, thank goodness for Leah Tot. shout out to Leah Tot. 
um, was doing an internship here. She went to UT. She did an internship at Lincoln Center, and she had a friend of a friend who had two rooms available in her apartment. <gasps> Stop. So she got one, and I got one. And Where, I was just Harlem? like, Where? Um, 157th and Broadway. Yes. I'll never forget. Yes. And, um... Yeah, so so that was fine, mm-hmm. and then the next summer, like I found a place for that to sublease that summer, so it was fine. And then when I really moved up here, <laughs> I had no idea because I was like, "Ah, oh, subleasing so easy, like Ugh. so easy." <laughs> but like the broker, the oh. fees, Ugh. the like you have to move in in two. Like, it, oh, we've I, got somebody uh, else looking at it. Um, can you move in tomorrow? Can you wire me three thousand dollars? So stressful. I know they're like, we need your mom's nail technicians cousins neighbors doctors like you need all this information like and you're like why like why like oh do you not have credit you don't have credit you need a guarantor it's so stress it is not what we uh, it is not what I had expected from the film rent which was what I thought I said well I will pay the rent so I should be fine (laughs) I know no it's so true that's Whenever like people email me being like, I want to go to move to New York, I'm like, okay, just prepare to hate moving here. Actually, once you live yeah. here, it's fine. But like, moving here is not great. It's hard. You really need to try to contact somebody mm-hmm. and and be like, how can I do that? Yeah. And then like, be self sustaining. Right. Because right, nobody right. likes the, you know. Just, no, it's, it's so true. It's hard to explain to people. It's like you have to go through it. Is that Tom Hanks? You know it. Okay, so she's referencing my plate wall. <laughs> in the mirror. I was like, that's <laughs> Behind so funny. Her. Uh, Felicia's in Hoboken, if you couldn't tell, Ooh. because of the clean air. Um, <laughs> you can smell it, you guys. Um, there's a there's a plate on my wall, which I feel like everyone's going to reference, so I should just every time shout it out. Mm-hmm. The girl who married us, one of my BFFs, Kara Zalaya, she actually does social media for the Daily Coast. Ooh. Yes, she's amazing. Um, she We asked her to marry us. And she said, well, I feel obligated to give you my wedding gift now. Because Damon is often referenced as looking like a young, biracial Tom Hanks, a la Big. Do you see it? Do you see it now? So Tom (laughs) Hanks is on this plate. (laughs) This is so funny. And honestly, yeah. But it's weird because, like, you don't think Tom Hanks and then him, but, like, somehow people do it all the time. They're like, Turner and Hooch, that's him. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. And I'm not attracted, but am I attracted? That's Question. so funny. So that's what that's about. That's um, hilarious. I need them to meet and then him to be like, oh, my God. Oh, that's why. If they met, oof. Um, <laughs> it was, it's looking in a mirror. Um, right. <laughs> so... Can you, you attend a lot of events. You attend a lot of opening nights. You, I mean, you have to cover everything, which I know it's just like <gasps> glamorous and exhausting all in the same time. Yeah. But you get to like go to everything, which is cool. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like super cool. But do you have like stories that you couldn't wait to tell your mom or just like things that you just never thought would happen like when you were at an opening night or a show that you went oh wow I wasn't expecting to love this as much as I do um yeah yeah no the 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 story that immediately came to mind was what I met Whoopi Goldberg for the first time stop oh shoot you Mm -hmm. just dropped it on the floor it's so heavy it's here we're here we're in it we're gonna just like roll around in it um because that was (laughs) amazing it was amazing because 
I've looked up to her my whole life. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. the conversation about representation is long and like whatever, and we get it, so we don't even get into it. But no, no, no. But yeah, she was just one of those people. Even though we don't look alike, but just she was just one of those people that I was like, wow, like here's this black woman doing something like I could do it too. And well, she was so seen. I mean, she was. from uh, Comic Relief with Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Billy, my ex-husband. We're dealing with stuff, but I still, we're on good terms. I love him. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, no, but I understand because, no. like, when, when we look at that, I mean, like, how many women were on the forefront in the way that she is. Yeah. No, I get it. No, for sure. And, like... I, mean, I don't get it, but I get but it. Like, but, like, mainstream stuff. Like, exactly. Like, you know, she was doing... I mean, uh, that Brandy Cinderella, Whitney Houston. Like, that was my, that was my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, everything. I I'm, I'm, can't think of any right now off the top of my head, of course. <laughs> so, when you see her, you're like can't catch her did you expect to see her at this event no so sorry 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 so this was the event so it was June 2016 Mm -hmm. um because the Tony Wars and the Pulse shooting had just happened oh I was at that Tony's you are I'm not trying I'm not trying to flex but I was at that Tony's because it was it was oh my gosh and we horrifying well right right yeah right but the band together James Corden's announcement like we were all there and I was like oh this is a night because it was the Hamilton year yeah people forget it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and so the, the Broadway community, of course, like it, it, everyone was very affected by it. So they decided to do that recording of what the world needs now is love. So I had to cover it because Playbill was like helping produce it or whatever. And so I was going to cover for social. This is the time when like Snapchat was big. Okay. So I'm like teaching Matthew Broderick how to Snapchat. Like Bernadette Peter, like Audra, everyone is fucking there. And I'm like, this is a lot. And I hadn't even been at Playbill for a year, so I was still adjusting to, like, quote, meeting celebrities or whatever and teaching them how to Snapchat. Um, And then I see that she's there. (laughs) I see that Whoopi Goldberg is there. I didn't know she was going to be there, and I was, like, I'm I'm honestly, like, getting chills right now just thinking about it. I just remember being so overwhelmed. I was, like, okay, fuck. Because it's happening, and, like, it's happening no matter what. (laughs) It's, like, I I can't avoid this. Yeah, this is not a dream. So I was like, word, 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 word. And I honestly avoided her. I would, like, if she was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this, like, little nook and hide. And so then someone else said hi to her. And I was like, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mad at myself if I don't say hi to her. Right. And I went up. Ah, I'm literally gonna cry for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, Miss Goldberg. And she's like, whoopee, baby, just whoopee. And I was like, I was like, I just want to thank you. You know, I've been such a big fan of yours. Like, just thank you for all the work you've done. Sister oh, act. Hello, sister, sister act. Like, that is that is the real shit. And we hugged. Oh. And I was like, do you mind if we take a photo together? And we snapped a selfie. That's a hard ask. I know, I know. that that must be hard for you. Because you're like, I know how this feels. I know how this feels. I know how this feels. I rarely do it. Yeah. You know, and, 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 yeah. I, and I know, like, because, uh, but, like, I had to. I had to. Because you love her so much. I do. So, anyways, that was that. I don't. That was the pic. Was it blurry? Yeah, it's like the perfect amount of blurry, but like, like of like, oh my god, this is so in the moment. But also, like, you can see who we are. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So that was epic and and amazing. She called me baby, and I was like, yes, thank you. I remember my fifth grade yearbook too, um, or maybe it was uh, sometime in elementary school. 
I performed in a talent show, and this teacher, oh yeah, it was fifth grade because I did Beat It by Michael Jackson. I'm familiar. And the, the, one of the teachers was like, Whoopi would have been so proud because everyone knew how much I loved her. So just like that, just thinking of that like cosmicness, I was just like, oh, it's too much. Just too much, just too much. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Aww. Shout out to Whoopi. We love you. We love you. I know you're listening. I, well, for, of all the people, Whoopi's listening. Um, 100%. 100%. I don't have the same Whoopi story, but I have one. It's basically, I was, I will tell this story. I'll tell this story in a thousand different ways because a thousand things happened the night I saw the second week of Book of Mormon previews. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Second week, my mom, long story short, actually, you know what? It's my pod. I can do it. Okay. So Margaret sees on Facebook a friend of hers is saying that the Book of Mormon is going to be a really good show because they saw it out of town and and my mom said well my daughter's going on a trip like a school trip to Mm -hmm. New York should I buy tickets and he was like exclamation points yes my mom is not a theater girl she just wants to give her daughter good experiences and god bless you Margaret she spends I will not say the amount of money but an exorbitant I'm out on like she can't justify it. like I'll be like I need a toothbrush at home and she's like figure it out and then like Book of Mormon she's like I will spend my left kneecap on the ticket so Margaret. she doesn't know what the show's about she's offended by a lot of things she does not watch South Park we are religious like we yeah. <laughs> we go we're on the second row my dude and they've taken out the first row for the orchestra <clears throat> and I'm like we get there an hour early Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. on our row, directly behind me, Susan Saran, and I'm like <gasps> hyperventilating of because I'm like in high school. And then a shout out. Uh, <laughs> I am a young person, and I was like, what's happening? And these celebs are coming because it's a preview, you know. Mm-hmm. This is when everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I see. Cameron Diaz. No. Whoopies there. What? And I'm like, what I want, I want. Because I'm like, this is where I'm a Georgia girl. I don't see people. Right, I don't right. see people. Of course. I'm sitting with mom. Hasidika Eboy comes on and people don't know to laugh. They don't know that they can laugh yet because they don't oh. understand that this is all like, ha, ha, ha. And everybody, there's like a moment of break and then everyone gives themselves permission to laugh at it. There was literal, I've never seen it happen in theater where everyone goes, oh. Oh my God. Right. Because they freaked out. That's so funny. Because they don't know if they can do it. Yeah. This is the first time I think in a long time that where people were like, What? And then it's intermission, and I'm, like, sweating because I can see what's happening around me. The show's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Mm. And then I said, Mom, and I'm, like, holding her hand like a crazy pants. I was like, Mom, what if my favorite celebrity's here? And she goes, who? who? And I was like, Steve Martin. And she was like, oh, Steve Martin's not here. Quit being weird. She turns around two rows behind me. You're lying. Steve, in my glasses that I'm wearing right now, because I got them at the time, to match him that's because I just seen him on his bluegrass tour playing banjo I can't make this up and I was like oh my god Steve's here and like after the show I couldn't even watch the second act because I kept looking behind me to see if he was laughing to know if it was good comedy I'm crazy no I love that I love that we leave and I'm at the stage door Josh Gad Andrew Reynolds nobody's at the stage door because there was no fandom yet so they're just talking to me so sweet Whoopi comes out in head to toe black sweats and orange Crocs, and I was like, "You I'm are icon. a GD legend." Yeah, I'm and icon. she's only talking to the African American members of the company. <laughs> she refuses to talk to anybody else. She's like, "I mean, I'll get to you guys later," but she's like, "I have things to talk about because, like, this That's is important so for like African culture." Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
whoa. So I didn't like talk or touch or take a pic, but just seeing her in that presence, I was like, wow. And just like knowing what she was doing. It was very cool. But I'm so I'm like very proud of you for not going up to Steve Martin and being like, he please adopt dashed. me. He he okay. dashed out of the theater, and then I physically ran into um. Oh my gosh, Ant Man! Why am I not having his name come to me? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh and I was just like, oh, he's cool, but like clueless. And like, I, yeah, hello, clueless. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like the level that he's at now. I tell him this story at the Ant Man two premiere, and he's crying laughing because I said I knew I'd see you in another light <laughs> like or something he's like wow you're weird but you're nice that's so funny but yeah. he appreciates good comedy too yeah and then he introduced me to Michael Service which is who I was really hyperventilating hyperventilating yeah, about the who's Tommy see the you who's Broadway Tommy. 2021 that was such a long winded story I'm so sorry I loved it and shout out to Margaret though yeah. <laughs> shout out to Margaret who oh, changed my life in so many ways besides giving birth right. um Let's let's talk. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about gay stuff. Yeah, that feels right. Sometimes you know when you like <laughs> you connect with someone and then you're like, oh, I get it, and then they post something and like, oh no, I really get you. That's how I felt like sometimes with some of your things, mm-hmm. and like you you just said, by teen twenty twenty by teen is this year. Yeah. How would you describe, or you can just tell me a story about mm. your connection to queerness your mm. connection to queer culture mm. any of the following things. i love that those are that's a great way of phrasing phrasing that um yeah. i love people is <laughs> like the short answer to that um I identify as a queer woman and i say queer specifically because there's all of these like arguments currently about what is queer? That and like bisexual versus pansexual, and oh, is pan making bisexual transphobic? I'm like, like <laughs> semantics. My mom's an English teacher, like, it's too much. I love everybody, yeah. regardless of their gender, mm-hmm. regardless of their sexual orientation, honestly. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, the okay, amount of crushes I've developed on like gay men who uh, would never want to have sex with me is very high. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I have said pansexual, but I don't want to be transphobic for bisexual people. So sure. bisexual, pansexual, queer, I'm all here for it. Um, so that's that. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, it's it's funny because, yeah, like we're, we're trying so hard to like tread lightly on terminologies because of course like, and we should have everyone feel accepted and loved. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, it's like can get a little difficult because you're like, well, I just like everybody. Because that's how... Yeah, I understand. It's like, that's how I feel. I just yeah. like... No, I can just like everybody and that's okay. And I don't have to explain that to anybody. And I don't have to, you know, justify anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I always say, like, Damon is my... Like, they said, you may kiss your bride. And I'm like, yes, he has very high cheekbones. I could have been with a woman. And that's okay. <laughs> you know? Like, he just happens to have the parts he has. But, like, it could have been anybody, my dude. Yeah. So... No, sure. no, I get I that. that. Yeah. I just... I mean... Are you biracial? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Japanese-American. Right, okay. So okay. it's a lot of things. Well, and, and the reason that I asked that is because I have felt duality because of being biracial my whole life. Oh, mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. not fitting into either racial group to understanding both racial groups on topics. And I don't know if that informed my queerness, but it's this thing of, like, oh, my God, like, there are so many identities out there. Like, why would I just limit myself? I, I, 
I, I don't think I, Felicia, could limit myself to one gender because of my experiences of liking one gender. Uh, right, right, right. Because you're like, well, I have all these experiences with a bunch of different lives and like parts of you that are this and then like this race and that. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, I think because trying to understand my own duality and understand the nuances of, of racial groups, like I find myself applying that to all people. And so then I find myself attracted to people. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've never actually tried to really articulate that thought, but... Was um, there ever, like, a show or, like, can you tell me a story of, like, did you ever see a show or experience a movie or just maybe in life where you were like, oh, that might be, like, how I feel? Do you know what I mean? Um, when I say that? That was kind of yeah. convoluted. No, no, no. The, the, about queerness? Yes. Well, I will say, this isn't something that I necessarily think described how I felt, but... Mm-hmm. I think one of my queer sexual sexual awakenings would have been Motocross, the Disney Channel original movie. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because... Oh, I wonder if that is a true story for a lot of people. Do you know? Oh, yes. Because I just think of... Tell like, the, can you tell the people a little bit about Motocross? Oh, my God. If y'all haven't watched Motocross, y'all ain't right. And you need to pause this podcast and go watch it and then immediately come back. They're, like, Googling Motocross. As fast as your fingers can type. Like, it's iconic. It's a cinematic masterpiece. Mark, you're never going to watch it, so... It's like the opposite of what Mark loves, which is joy and happiness. Yes, Mark, I said it. So, anyway, Motocross is a retelling, an adaptation of Twelfth Night. Two twins chilling in California. The brother... Well, I guess they both do motocross, but he's, like, the competitor. He breaks his leg because they're fooling around in the yard, even though their dad told them not to. And so she's like, I can't let this ruin my family. I have to compete as him. And the mom's like, yeah, I'm a badass feminist. Like, I'll help you. And so she cuts her hair, and they go... I'm leaving out some details, but they go and they compete, and she's just... Well, at first she's not very good, but then Riley Smith, who is also seen in New York Minute, who is very sexy, trains her, and she gets really good, and she, like, beats everybody. And again, there's more details, but, like, hashtag no spoilers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) all of this to say, I think back to that movie because, one... They totally queer it up with gender. There mm-hmm. is sexual tension between Riley Smith and I can't think of the actress's name, Alana something, but Andrea, mm-hmm. Andy, Andy, and yeah. So, anyways, I love that movie, and I think that was just one of the first because I was definitely attracted to Andrea without knowing it, mm-hmm. especially like especially when she's masculine presenting. Um, but yeah. But you were like, you couldn't tell. You were like, I don't know if I just, I like that person for, I wouldn't be, I want to be their friend. No, I don't. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like that's the thing. So keep going. No, yes. no, 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 no. You no, keep going. But that's the thing. Like, and, and I've been reconciling with this too. Let's get deep. <laughs> I, a lot of the women I've been attracted to mm-hmm. have been blonde hair, blue eyes. And I'm like, have I, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to look like that. Like, uh, like, have I always wanted to look like that because I was attracted to them or am I attracted to them because I've always wanted to look like, like that? Like an emulation. Like I want to, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I used to be obsessed with Hillary Duff and mm. I'm sure that was a queer awakening that I didn't realize at the time too. And it's like, obviously there's 
all of the stuff of like white supremacy and like white beauty ideals. We're, we are just fresh off of slave play talking about this. You know that's what we're going <laughs> after. So much. Yeah. And like there's all of these things, like all these layers, but with that in mind, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison too. But anyway, with all of that in mind, what like I don't know. It's all so much. It's all so much. Can I just tell you just while you get your <laughs> breath about this? Because I understand. I was, uh, it was my senior year of high school mm-hmm. and, um, I went to the bathroom at the time. Um, TBH was, I know, I know you guys are going to hear this. And you're going to be like, shut up. You're going to look at my photo and you're going to be like, shut up girl. But I was, I was very much bullied at the time. Very, very much bullied, which I don't want to get into right now, but mm-hmm. it, for whether or not it was my fault or not it was egregious like a lot of things were being done to my things and me and so in the bathroom I remember going to the bathroom that day on the fine arts hallway and in the bathroom on one of the stalls in the back which I think is still there which is upsetting in sharpie it said grace um grace my last name hearts vaginas and because I was also like not really um hooking up with the guys that I it's just not something I wanted to do Mm -hmm. um so I was not and thus they weren't hooking up with other people but I was like not doing that so then people were like oh she's a lesbian for sure and then but I remember looking at it and then bawling because someone would have the audacity to write that in a bathroom stall and then I went I'm not actually a offended by that mainly because well you shouldn't be if you like vaginas like it's not an offensive thing right or or just in general like vaginas aren't offensive but (laughs) it was just it was just the idea of like oh well Mm. maybe maybe somebody's wow. trying to tell me something wow. so I just like sat there and I was like oh and I just like I got up out of the stall I like wiped my tears a little bit and then I kind of like just never you know I, I didn't I wasn't like can someone take that off the stall I was like you know what whatever like right. someone had the need to do that and I was like eh. it was on the tampon box too which I thought was funny Good for you for, like, <laughs> but that's, like, such a mature reaction to that, I feel like. It was just hard, but you that know? was one, one, the first time anybody ever said or did anything like that, and I went, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna go watch the L word and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Which, thank God we have that revival. Yeah. I say revival as if it's a Broadway show. That, that's, that was the appropriate response, you're right, you're right. Embarrassing. Theater in all life. Theater in all lives. That's, um, yeah, that's in high school kids can be mean even though that you're right like that's not an offensive thing to be said about you like just the fact that someone was doing that to hurt you just to say <laughs> it's just weird it's like, it was honestly now I'm like that person's weird <laughs> you know oh well it might be one of my friends what if it was just like a hilariously cute prank they were trying to pull it's like that didn't work <laughs> um why did you own that thick of a sharpie anyways um <laughs> like, like who gets the wide tip anyways um which uh, another okay so let's talk about wide tips no, no. Do you have a story about a wide dip? Oh um, my god, this is no, so funny. This okay. So this is the part of the show that I didn't prepare you for, which oh, great. I'll just cut out. I guess any of this if I want to. Um, so this is the part of the show where it's called story, story, die, or short story, and you are going to you can go first. I can go first. Okay. And one of us gives like a random suggestion of anything. Okay. You can say a word, phrase, or song. Oh, you and I could do like weird song stuff. And then um, you have to, you have two minutes to, or I have two minutes to just tell me a story about that thing that makes you think of that thing. It doesn't even have to include it. Okay. I could say donut to you and you could tell me a story about phalanges. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but you know what I'm 
saying. But I like it. It's very yes and. It's yes and because I feel like we deserve to have the freedom to tell a silly story. Absolutely. And it could be true or false. <laughs> story, story, die, or short story. Yes. Let's, okay. we, can sh- we can just say it's short story time. It's short story time, ladies and gents. Okay. Okay. We're so ready. do you want to go first? I want to go first. Like, do I give a word? I'll give a word first. You want to give a word and then I'll tell the story? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go for it. I didn't prepare for the word. You're like, I can't do the word. Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay, so I was watching, I've been watching a lot of weeds. And, oh, this is, oh, this might tie into the core. Okay, so... Okay, so I've been watching a lot of weeds. Have you seen weeds? Okay, not important. Anyways, I've been watching a lot of weeds. And the girl that plays um, Mary Louise Parker, um, who is a queen among queens, who is a goddess on stage, I will watch anything and everything she does. Are you going to see how I learned to drive? I will be there. We should go. Anyways, so (laughs) weeds, weeds, weeds. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, this girl that plays her friend, she's like conniving. She's also like a hotter older lady. Like, let's do it. She's so cool. She's so funny. And then I'm like starting to go a deep dive like on her history. History, and I was like, she was in the Flintstones movies. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Opposite Rosie O'Donnell. So then I'm like, now I'm going to deep dive. Then I watched By My Lonesome, the Flintstones movie the other day because I was like, nostalgia. And then I was like, hold on, Halle Berry in this movie. Oh my God, this was like one of my like weird childhood, probably sexual awakenings. Yeah. And then I looked at a photo of Damon and I started to weep. And then... <laughs> And then I went back to watching Weeds, and I was just like, oh my god, she's so good. But she stars opposite in Big, and that is the end of my story. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, I... Yeah. I forgot about the Flintstone movie. Like, I have not watched it in years. Oh, if you watch it now, you're like, oh my. What streaming service is it on? It's also... It's on Netflix, and it's also directed by Steven Spielberg. There's so many funny Easter eggs in that movie. Shout out to to that film. Rick Moranis! Oh my god. So many people. Kyle MacLachlan, if you're a fan of Sex in the City, hello. Whoa. I need to. Uh, Netflix, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I need to revisit. No other streaming service allowed. Is that podcast. So crazy? Thank you for employing my husband for several months, but don't really appreciate that he's in Canada. Okay, so it's time for your section of short story. All right. Oh my god. And Felicia's word is I have to say it, it's SpongeBob. Um, it, it doesn't have, but I, I want to relate to Spongebob, even though it doesn't have to, right? No, it doesn't have to. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to tell the story of the closing performance. Oh, okay. Because it was the first and only to this date final performance I've ever been to on Broadway. Talk about it, a Broadway event that was just, like, life-changing. Um, okay. Actually, uh, can I give context before I tell the story? I'm just going to talk. I did not expect like Spongebob on Broadway. Let me make that very clear. Like I enjoyed the cartoon as a kid, whatever. But I was like, uh, uh, Ethan Slater, I love you. Like that, that whole cast, I love you. Tina Landau, like that, I sat down and by the end of that show, the first time I saw it, I was like, how have we been living without the show? How, like, it was so joyful. It, it, every, every element was in sync from the costumes to the scenic design to the direction to the acting to the, like, music to all of it. Just work. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? I did not expect to like it this much. Cut to seven shows later. I've seen it seven times. I guess the, the, the last time I saw it was the seventh time. But... Um, me and my friends were like, we have to go see the closing performance because we love it so much and it's just brought us so much joy and we've cried so many tears over it. 
in fact, sorry, the the performance after it was they announced that they were closing, Mama Fitz and I went to because she was uh. in town. I was like, we gotta go. And they had just announced it like two days before. Um, literally cried the whole opening number because I was like, like this show's gonna end, and that's so sad. Anyway, final performance. Ethan Slater got like the biggest applause that lasted like five minutes. The the uh, Mike Dobbs, I think his name is the sound designer, got his own like standing O. The final moment and best day ever. Ethan Slater, I'm in love with you clearly. Like his voice cracked just a little bit from emotion while he was like looking at everyone in Bikini Bottom and I lost it. It was like, it was such a community. It was such a family. They brought so much joy to everyone. I love you guys. Good night. That's so pure. Sponsored by Pedialyte. You're... <laughs> okay. Well, now, yeah. I feel like that was the worst story I've ever told in my entire life. It, you know what, though? You have so much emotion behind it <laughs> okay. that it's translating. I just, like, I get, I don't know if I get caught in the details of stories, but I just, like, think of things that I think are important and yes. that might not be that I should Bullet cut Bullet points. That's all that it's about. No. People enjoy you. You're a light. Unto us all. And with that, <laughs> we would bid you all good night. This has been Tell Me on a Sunday with Felicia Fitzpatrick. I love you, Grace. Yay, I love you. I'm sorry you don't love my cat. Right. <laughs> Shout out to cats. Shout out. Um, Not the movie musical, which we will be at. Okay, bye. <laughs> and one time. There's more to the story. The kind of story we need right now. <laughs>